Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. Folks, back to Restored and Remarried with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Welcome, Brenda. How are you today? I'm doing lovely. <laughs> lovely. Isn't that like a British thing? I don't do accents. I don't, I don't, if it is, oh, then hey. it's lovely. It's lovely. Well, today we're going to be talking about step parenting. And is it lovely or uh, is it, uh, is it de- lousy? <laughs> Depends on the day, Depends which L it day. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we are back again talking to you about tips, tools, and tingles Woo-hoo. with Restored and Remarried. We've got to have those tingles in yeah. our remarriage, right. especially remarriage, as we get older. Marriage and, and those long-standing, <laughs> loving relationships. Sounds like you're a DJ on one of those, like, soul trains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up? So, okay, to me, talk to me about step parenting. What, what are some of the things that come to your mind? Oh, well, once again, I think, you know, as we sit with people, couples in a remarriage or in a step family, because, you know, sometimes people are in a step family that haven't been married before, so they're not remarried. They they had a child out of a relationship. So, you know, it's one of those 67 different types of step families that we've mentioned before. Well, and I think, too, just to inject, mm-hmm. there are people that are in step families that don't even want to realize or acknowledge or understand that they're in step <gasps> Yes. Because they may or may not be married. They may or may not realize that they have stepchildren from other relationships where there's maybe, you know, people bringing relationships together that have children. They may not be married. They may have been married before. They may... Well- and are holding off on being married. You yeah, know, there's all think, kinds of things. I think that because, honestly, there's still a shame factor being in a step family, even in this year. You think we would have progressed so far that we've spent, like, I remember that interview we did back in Toronto a couple of years ago, and they inter- they were interviewing us about the work that we're doing with step families, and we there were other guests there, and so we hung with them all day. Really <laughs> nice people. Yeah. And it wasn't until on the way back to the airport that one of the gals who we talked with all day said she was in a step family. And I was just blown away. Because when I find out that someone else is in a step family, there's to me there's an, an automatic... Affinity. There's, a, yeah. there's a, a, a connecting point. But there's still some people that don't want to identify or they don't realize they're in a step family because maybe their kids are divorced and remarried. And mm-hmm. anyway, we're totally getting off topic here. Well, yeah, but it's just step the awareness parenting, of That's part of it. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's start a, part of it because how does it get set up? Does it get normalized? Does it get minimized? Does it get ignored? Does it get worse because we haven't actually acknowledged what we are? Mm-hmm. Is that important? Yeah. I think it is because it 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 creates a stand, uh, a solid ground, a stand, a stand, a standpoint of understanding. This is who I am, and that's okay. Hmm. I guess so. Yeah, it's okay. Accept who you are. Accept who I am. Situation you're in. Yeah, because that's part of my identity. Right. So, okay. So, 
some of the things that we've talked about, um, specifically about being step parents and uh, working with the kids, interacting with the kids, and still maintaining a solid marriage and a, and a relationship that's that's healthy and vibrant. Um, one of the biggest enemies of the of the marriage can actually be the children, those people, <laughs> those yeah. people, and so. We've, we've referenced in our materials in the past, uh, referencing in the materials in, in the past, the, the principle of the wall mm-hmm. and the wall being something that can come between us or protect us. So speak to that for just a second. Well, we all, I think, are familiar at some level of how uh, our defenses can go up, especially when, when we're in an argument and it's like we want as much space away from each other as possible. Go away. Yeah. So we, uh, in, in all of our materials and everything we try to share, we talk about reframing that wall and having that wall be in front of the couple to protect them so that they are a strong team, protect them from, gosh, and this isn't just remarried couples. This is when we do a lot of just regular marriage work. Every couple can resonate with this. Right. Build that wall, and that wall represents a great marriage what kind of things can come against that wall in life? Yeah, because the wall is not to be a, a divider. It's to be a unifier. Yeah. So things that can come against the wall would be uh, your health. If you have you know health issues, that that's enough to mm-hmm. put tension on the relationship. And that's why you have to be able to come together behind that wall. What else? Uh, your job, your health, uh, finances. But in the step family, it, typically it is the children. You know, or the yeah. ex, the ex, the ex spouse in law, yeah, or, or the dog, or <laughs> or your mother, yeah, uh, you know, so or the job, the, or yeah, okay. Or so those are all you know common things that are stressors on people's lives. Yeah, and when you're behind that wall, I think that's an opportunity for the couple to come together and build that level of trust and honesty that is so important, especially if that was obliterated in your last relationship. And a lot of times that hap- has oh, happened. Okay, okay. So I get I get the point of it, but let's inject. How does that work when dealing in the step parent world? Well, I think it's really easy when one of your kids gets up in my face, Uh-oh. and Hold on a I don't want my anything kids? to do with them, and the wall goes between us. My kids get up in your face. Yeah. What about your children not listening to me? And I, hey, I'm a dad. I know what I'm talking about. I've you know. my children would never do that. Oh boy. <laughs> so you could kind of see where this is going. Who's yeah. sleeping on the couch tonight? <laughs> you know. or me? Flip a coin. So what we found as a remedy to get behind our wall is somebody literally has to say, "Hey, uh, nope, let's not let this happen." Uh, I, I want to be honest with you, and I trust you enough that I'm going to be honest to say what's really on my mind. I'll say it respectfully as possible, but I trust you to hear me out about your child. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's where it gets to the conversation. So let me just ask you this, Gil. When I criticize your kids, uh, how does that make you feel? Well, I get defensive. Because if if you're going to criticize my kids, then I think that it's I'm taking an affront to it personally. I'm trying to do the best I can as I da- as a dad. I know I'm not perfect, but when you start putting down my kids, you don't understand the background, what they're dealing with, the history, the the things that they're faced with and challenges, and so you're seeing only part of 
the story from your point of view. I've got the whole 360 the best I can. Uh, you know, not, not that I know everything about my children, especially when they're growing up. But when you criticize them, my defenses go up. So with you, what what happens if I start criticizing your kids? Oh, boy. When you criticize my kids, I think the mama bear in me comes out and I want to protect them. And when you say anything bad about my kids, I honestly take it personally because as a woman, I mean, one of the most important things for me in life is to be a good mom and raise well-behaved, well-respected kids. And when you think that they're not being that way, I feel like I'm not doing a very good job as a mom. So I get, I can just feel it physically coming up inside of me that I get defensive and it puts a wall between us and, and I don't, I don't want to be around you. I don't think I like you very much. (laughs) So there. So there. You're saying that with a smile, Uh, but, but, but if looks could kill, I'd be dead. Don't you remember those (sighs) early days? I mean, it's not so much now, but I remember just like that physical boiling up of you don't know what the heck you're talking about. You don't have history with my kids. You're only seeing them in this moment and give me a break and off to the races we would go and we would, it would be really bad. So the only way that could remedy it is to be honest and trust one another to think and believe that. You have the best intention for my kid, and so I need to hear you out is what I'm hearing you say. But how you how you present it is mm. important. Because tone if you, of voice. If you come yeah. after my kids with a vengeance and a tone of voice, then no, you're not getting anywhere with me. I'm going to defend them. But if you come at it and say, hey, I, I'm seeing something. Can we talk about it? You, I mean, you approach it. You still tell me what's going on. And if I have a brain in my head, I'm kind of going, oh, yeah, I guess I didn't see that. I think as parents, sometimes, yeah, you're right, we can be so close to the situation uh, that we don't see that our kids might have some faults. There might be a possibility. (laughs) And sometimes having somebody else come in as an objective observer Uh can... Actually be a benefit. Yeah, and you're covering my flank on that, too. And I think that may happen a lot, especially in the new formation and as time goes by. Because if trust and honesty isn't happening between the couple, then how the heck is it supposed to happen with the Uh, kids? Yeah. You know, what are we modeling for them? But what they've come from... You know, especially as they grow into teenagers, they they turn into these manipulative little monsters that because of their insecurities or other things that they're dealing with, they're trying to they're trying to protect themselves. So what better way to get their way is than to turn the parents on one another? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, in first time marriage, first time families, those kids do that all the time because they they can divide and conquer. But even worse in a step family. Yeah, because like I said before, it's almost like. Kids that have come from a previous marriage see that, you know, okay, this is what happens in marriage. Two people get married and then they get divorced. So now they see this remarriage and they're like, okay, this is how it works. Two people get married and they're going to be divorced within no time. So I might as well just speed up the process and make it really hard on on the parents because, you know, most divorces that happen happen because of the kids, not because of the couple. And those kids that are making it really difficult – through their anger, which comes out in, you know, drug abuse or bullying or whatever, that child, you know, is screaming for help because they are deeply hurting. They could still be grieving the loss of their last family. So let me ask you this. What happens when we change the tune? 
instead of criticizing, saying, you know, your kid this and your kid that, what if it's like, hey, I noticed that Johnny did this right today. They actually took the trash out on their own. I didn't have to remind them. They were actually doing their chores. That is amazing. I just wanted you to know your kid did something right. Hmm. So when you compliment my kids like that, oh my gosh, I... Not that it's all about me, but <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it is. is in a sense that my <laughs> kids are an extension of me. But I just feel like, you know, maybe not parent of the year, but okay, good. You finally saw them doing something right. You see the good in them that I see. And it just uh, builds up, I don't know, my confidence in us. Okay. Because, and it makes me like you again. <laughs> oh, so I'm not sleeping on the couch You're tonight. not sleeping on the couch. Okay. You could be getting a lot more than that if, you know, you keep being oh, nice to my kids. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel when I compliment your kids? Well, it actually draws me closer to you. Mm-hmm. Because now you are appreciating some of the positive things that, you know, Johnny or Sally or whoever, you're seeing that, hey, I'm actually doing a good job. It's a reflection on me. And so, yeah, you see something positive in that kiddo, but then I also feel complimented because that's part of an extension. I'm I'm putting in the work. I'm trying my best to be a good parent, and you are acknowledging that not only in the kid, but in, in me as well. So, it, yeah, it, it really draws me closer together, uh, especially when I know the kid is really uh, struggling they've they've got challenges between going back and forth between two houses uh, yeah. or you know and and that they're actually trying to navigate that as positive as positively as they can and when you see that uh then it's kind of like wow we all win mm-hmm. we, we all come together in a better understanding rather than always criticizing one another so yeah, yeah well, that, that helps and i think like you'd mentioned earlier because I have a high level of trust in you and us that I know that you don't want anything bad to happen to any of the kids. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're coming from a standpoint of how can we make this better, encourage them, because the idea is to be able to give these kids a positive launch. We want them to leave, even though it's really hard, but we want them to be respectful um, adults when they go out into the world and, and... if you're criticizing my kids all the time, kids can smell that a mile away. And that's not only going to affect our relationship and vice versa if I criticize sure, your kids. Sure. That um, it's going to affect your relationship with my kids. So the, the top step parent tool or tip that we can give is back to being complimentary, being positive, don't run the kid down to their face. If there's an issue going on with the kid, like you said in a prior episode, let the heavy message come from the bio parent. Don't try mm-hmm. to, you know, yeah, set, you know, make sure the kid's not killing themselves or killing someone else. But then don't rush in and take over, you know, uh, uh, all of the authoritative situation. Be flexible. Be uh, affirming. Because the more that you can do that, the more that you're building trust with the child, and at the same time, your spouse, your 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 new spouse is kind of going, I can trust them with my kid. Right. They're not right. they're not attacking them. They're not chasing them down. They're not creating more division because it's like, oh, this is the my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. To lay mm-hmm. that down in a step family and not be the step 
you know, be, to be the step parent, no matter where you're at in the process, is way too aggressive. Well, and that's why you need to have uh, build a relationship before you can put any rules in place. Right. And, and then if there's too much rules, then you're going to get pushed back. If there are no rules and it's all things go, then you get promiscuous. And that's where <laughs> it's always the other house is that way. Right. People we meet with, their house usually has rules and the kids are pushing <laughs> against those rules. But isn't that, I mean, especially for teenagers, that's their job. They're supposed to push against the boundaries in every area of their life so they know how far they can go. It's our responsibility as parents to give them those healthy boundaries. Right. And if it's not your kid and it's a stepchild, all the more complicated because now you are actually mentoring that child as well as parenting it. They may not know that you're parenting them, but you're really mentoring and parenting at the same time as a step-parent. Well, and that's why it's really important. I want to make sure that we're on the same page. Uh And out of all of our seven kids, man, they are all so different. And they need to be parented a little bit differently. And we need to know how to do that for each other. And I want to make sure you've got my back and I want your back. Uh, so that the kids are getting a united front between us. Because you know they can smell it a mile away who they can play. Even in a first-time family, they do that. But even more so as stepkids. Those they manipulative can... little monsters, <laughs> I tell you. They they are smart. They they really are. They they are smart because they're in each a different level of development. Their identity mm-hmm. is being formed. Some of that stuff's been ripped apart of their having to be, you know, now now I'm dealing with, you know, step-parenting not only my child, who's, let's say, 10 or 11, 15, but I'm also working with your child that might be 10, 11, 12, or 15, as well as there's maybe been a change in the uh, chronological who's, who's mm-hmm. first, who's second, who's third, who's got, you know, who's the top dog, and I used to be the oldest, but now I'm not, I'm the middle child. You know, how does the kid, you know... Uh, navigate those things and i think yeah i mean i think what would be really helpful in that situation is just to uh state the obvious have a family meeting that's not negative have pizza and ice cream and call it out okay guys look at we've got you know our family's grown and boy you, you know you used to be the oldest now you're in the middle how do you feel about that i mean engage your kids ask them questions like that so it's like the elephant in the room is called out and it's not just brushed under the the Mm. carpet that's good and they and pull out the positives yeah i'm not the oldest anymore but because i'm the youngest now i get to do blah 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 i mean make it a fun positive but i think by acknowledging it it's huge yeah so can i talk about the thing on saturday morning that we did one time would that would that be a good place yeah so Saturday morning, one Saturday morning, Brenda's off having coffee with a girlfriend, and I'm there with five teenagers, and they're all groggy-eyed and so forth. And uh, there was definitely territorialism going on and how to navigate that. It wasn't a safe place. People would come home, and they weren't comfortable. You know, the kids were, you know, because Brenda's kids were already there. They were kind of trying to figure out how do we navigate these new people in the house, and who is this new guy? And, you know, my kids would come and go and, and that would create, you know, tension and, and a degree of trust and honesty, even amongst the children was not going well. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, and Brenda and I had been talking about that, I thought, okay, I, I need to, I need to state some serious, just seriously obvious things. (laughs) And so it was like simply this, Hey, everybody come down. 
let's have a quick little meeting. So off I launched with five teenagers looking at me. I must have been insane, but anyhow, I went for it. And and, and simply just said, hey, uh, uh, to Brenda's boys, I said, you know, I'm not your dad. And they were like, well, duh. But I said, I am your your mom's husband, and I am the dad in this house. And And when you come and go in this home, then mom is mom, and yeah, I am... I'm your stepdad, and and I don't take your your dad's place. He's always going to be your dad, but in this home, that's my role, and to, to you know take care of you guys and and to to love your mom and and just such. And then with my children, because there was just a couple of them there, uh, you know, preteen, teenage, I said, uh, and by the way, Brenda's not your mom. And they went, yeah, yeah, dad, that's that's that's, wow, profound. But I said, she is my wife. And if you cross her, then you're going to deal with my my perspective of hey, that's that's let's just not go after mom. Yeah, she's your stepmom. She's not your mom, but she is my wife, and I want her to be treated respectfully when you're here, and when you come in the doors, everybody kind of knows that it's a simple understanding of the role, but saying it out loud, mm-hmm. getting it into the room, and then to simply say when you come in these doors to this home then it's to be a safe place. And we want there to be trust and honesty as the default, as hard as that might be. And that's even between the stepkids and the stepparent. Yeah. Because if we bring it back around, you know, if I'm always criticizing your kids and the kids can sense that, it's not going to feel like a safe home for them. Right. And at some point, as adults, we need to put the big girl pants on and put the big boy pants on and and take that step of empathy and loving our kids i know some of the kids are you don't feel like they're lovable right now but remember they're hurting and they need that extra adult in their life to really be their cheerleader and rally around them and support them yeah yeah and if you keep getting pushed back then maybe it's time to get some you know professional counseling or talk to the teachers or but boy it seems like a lot of times when we see kids having pushback it's because the parents are not on the same team. Yeah, so could be some, missing missing the kid's heart altogether. Yeah, and it's like, okay, what hill are we going to die on here? If I feel like this is so important that your kid should be parented this way, but you don't feel that, then is that going to be a deal breaker between us, or how are we going to reconcile this? I mean, how important is my opinion? We both have to give a little bit because it's for the sake of the kid that's most important, not how we feel. What does that kid need? Oh, wow. That's a mouthful you just said. Because if some, if one of those parents just gets stuck in the mud, I mean, they just put their feet down in concrete and are not flexible, mm. that, that's, that's, that's a mixture for disaster. Because in a step family, the key parenting tool is to stay flexible. You have to yeah. you have to surf each wave as it comes, and to stay flexible. Because if you don't stay flexible, you're going to snap, and nobody needs more snapping than a than a, it, it just it, it, you can't do well, it. Well, it affects the marriage, and yeah. boy, I tell you, oh, time and time again, people come in and are having trouble with their marriages, and they start getting on the same page, and they start not communicating but connecting their hearts as husband and wife. They're not even paying attention to their kids because they're in so much pain. And I just, I am just blown away every time when that connection happens between the husband and wife, 
the kids come around. Think the temperature of the room in the in the temperature of the home changes. I think what you're saying in one of my concluding comments is is that when we coach people, we try to make it really clear when they call in. And 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 yeah, there's some pretty tangled situations. Sure, sure. But let's get this straight. What I just heard you say is this in paraphrase. The problems with the kids have a root in a weak marriage. And if the marriage is strong and we're behind our wall, then bring it on, kids. We are going <laughs> to deck you. We're going to take you out oh, with, wait, with, with tools of love. love. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to knock gonna... your head off and you can sleep in the doghouse, no. but we love you. <laughs> the, the, best, the best way to do this with kids, I think, and this is you know mainly teenagers because they're the hardest, is just to really mess with their head. Uh, start really like loving on them and where before you'd be yelling at them and then you start loving on them and you change your tone and your body language and they're going to look at you like a, a dog looking at a new dog D- dish, D- a strange, like cocking his head like, what? Is what? That? what did they just do? <laughs> That's the biggest payback is when you mess with their heads yeah. in love. Yeah, in love. Because yeah, uh, we're not looking to start a fight. But you're right. I mean, more and more. And I've seen that quote. I think it was, I can't remember who said it, that, but when that marriage gets strong... Um, and there's agreement. Man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because we as individuals have our own junk to deal with. But in a step family, you know, those kids, they got a bunch of stuff. But if we can show a united front and we're really enjoying this and working at it, then that family's got a foundation to work with. And I think part of the strength of that marriage is realizing uh, where your kids are at and realizing that... You know, sometimes we've had to ask, okay, is this a girl thing? Is this a teenage hormone thing? Is this a divorce thing? Is it a remarriage thing? Is it just a girl thing? We go through this every time and say, okay, so what's really going on? Because kids in a step family still have regular kid issues too. So we have to keep that in mind as we keep our marriage strong because... Well, we could talk about this all day. And and we will talk about it you more. You think we're passionate about it? <laughs> yeah, gosh. So the the thing to keep in mind is if you ain't got the marriage. You ain't got nothing. Catch you next time. Drive safe. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried Podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on their website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.